Attention. The MILF and Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional criticism of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts Antonio and Diana are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. And so with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. My name is Antonio. I am obviously the me of this dynamic. Let's introduce you to the MILF, my lovely co-host and longtime friend, Diana Kay. Diana, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Episode two, we survived the first one. Yes, we did. And I feel pretty good about it. What about yourself? It's good. I think it's great. I'm excited. So if you are listening to episode two, thank you for listening to episode one or... Welcome to the show if you are just discovering us. We are a couple of longtime friends who are single parents who have been through the shit show and cesspool of online dating in our 30s and 40s in a conservative state. And we are of the non-religious affiliations. We tend to lean a little bit more in liberal thinking, but I like to think more of accepting thinking, don't you? Absolutely. I hate labeling what my beliefs are because I think that they range all over the place. Now I am more left leaning, but it's so hard in this day and age to like put a label on yourself because there are so many negative connotations of any political party. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, this is like my worst subject. I do not like politics. I hate politics. I hate (laughs) talking about politics. And that's why I decided this should be episode two Because here's the thing, when we were kids and teenagers fumbling around in backseats of cars, we didn't give a shit who the president was. We didn't care if you were blue, if you were red, if your parents are blue, if you're red. If you were just a nice person, your family was nice and accepting, that's all you needed. Now, I did face a lot of backlash as a teen because more of religion than politics But when you get older, you realize that sometimes religion and politics walk hand in hand, and that can be difficult dating in a conservative state when you are not of that mindset. Mm -hmm. That's right. So here's my question for you. Do you think in this day and age, people should state their political standings on their dating profile apps? I don't think it's necessary. However, it sure does weed out the ones that you want nothing to do with. On either side. Exactly. It's like if you... If you're at the point in your life where you feel like you need to state and let the girls know or the guys know what your political beliefs are, you're not for me. That just gets me through an extra person that I don't have to deal with later on. Like, it's just it makes it quicker. I mean, they want that, those details on there. Maybe that's good. I mean, yeah, it is easy, easy to weed out whatever your preferences, left or right or middle. There are some people that think that centrists are the worst because they are fence sitters. They're not picking a side. But I like more of the left ideologies of acceptance. I mean, here's the thing. We are very good friends with many people in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. We have family members yep. and friends that we've known forever, that we've raised, that are part of that community. I could not look myself in the mirror 
and affiliate myself with a ideology. I'm not even going to say political party. Right. I cannot look myself in the mirror with an ideology that doesn't accept these people that I love. Absolutely. So there is verbiage that you get to use. Like you just have to be a grown up about it. That's all right. Put on your big boy pants. Right. Um, if you're, if you feel like you have to put specific political views on your profile is kind of what I was saying for, okay, I'll just use myself as an example so that we don't get down rabbit hole. Sure. I have, um, LGBTQ. I support LGBTQ so that they know I support that. There are some profiles that say I support 420. And we all know what that means. Right. You know, and so there's certain ways to verbalize your beliefs without it being tacky and without it turning into a topic that's like, like, who the hell cares if you love Biden? (laughs) Like, I don't want to know that shit on your profile, you know? Yeah. And you'll discover that stuff eventually through conversation, through dating. And it's interesting because when I was growing up and even I'd say as much as 10, 12 years ago, there were plenty of people who politics didn't really matter to. You could have someone with very conservative, right-leaning ideologies married to someone who thought the opposite. And the only time you ever really hear those conversations come up was in an election year. Yep. And I feel that is honestly most people in this country. We just want to live, right? You just described me, literally. I we mean, want to work. We want yep. to raise our kids. We want to love our kids. We want to feed them, clothe them, get them to school, and just keep them alive. I think that is the majority of this country. But we are so just submerged in the noise thanks to media and things like podcasts and TikToks yeah. and social apps. Mm-hmm from the loudest voices in the room. I I really believe that. I think the loudest voices in the room start painting the picture or painting the, with the paintbrush of an ideology saying that there's one side and the other. Yeah. I mean, I've had that exact personal experience, what you just said. I don't care. I am that person. I'm the person that I really don't like to get into the conversation. I live my life and have my own beliefs inside I don't feel the need and the urge to share that with everybody, especially even maybe the person sitting across from me at dinner or the, my boyfriend at the time. I did date somebody before this last election that, I mean, obviously no names, but we didn't tell each other who we voted for. Like it was just a major no, no. Like I didn't care. He didn't care. I knew who he, I knew who he wanted. However, it was never a thing. I didn't want it to be a conflict in our relationship. It's not worth it to me. So then here's one of my questions. Finding it easier to see that on a person's profile makes you just kind of make a decision faster whether or not that's someone you get to know better. But also there are so many people these days that don't need to put it on their dating app profile. You can just see it by the shirt they're wearing or the bumper stickers on their truck Nine times out of 10, it's a truck. Yep. <laughs> so I think that, you know, you just explained it perfectly. You're already making a lot of quick judgments and decisions as you're swiping through dating profiles. The political thing is just another one that you can give or take until you get to know the person. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that there are people who are marketing off political affiliations, especially now with dating. So this is something, it's not really new to the world right now. It's new in the sense that it's a newer app and a newer program, but a lot of people have already talked about it. So I want to get your opinion on this. So 
There is a conservative dating app out called The Right Stuff. Now, here's the thing. I'm totally cool with that because if people want to just only fish in one pond, we're a free country, you're your own person, make the decisions you want to make, but there's something a little insincere and I want to get your opinion on this. This is the ad for The Right Stuff. Today, we brought in a group of conservative young women and wanted to get their honest opinions about what they're looking for in the guys they date. What are you looking for in a partner? They just have to be a conservative. Definitely someone that wants to have kids. I like an independent man. Personally, I like the alpha male vibe. I want a man who really loves his family. Definitely someone whose faith is important to them. For me, it's someone who actually wants to meet my parents. Why do you want to date a conservative? For me, at least I know that we're going to start off with some shared values. Well, the conservative men I've dated at least know how to treat me like a woman. In my personal experience, conservative guys have better manners. Okay, so that's just the first part. Now, <laughs> apart from just being cringeworthy, there is this weird kind of message they're putting out that... People who aren't conservatives don't love their families, don't want you to meet their parents, aren't alpha males if they choose to be. Or aren't into families or pro-families and they don't treat women well. Oh, it's it's a disaster, this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting because you listen to these women and you think, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know that? And I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming these are actresses. I don't think that these are actual people who have used the app. This is someone that got paid their 50 bucks as a day player to come on and read a cue card. That is my opinion from a professional standpoint of dealing with video production and interviews and testimonials. Nine times out of 10 for stuff like this, they are scripted. But there is like a weird kind of message behind it. I'm going to keep on playing it because the last part is very interesting. I like that they understand their role in the relationship as a man. I just prefer my men to be masculine. And what's the biggest red flag when it comes to dating? A Democrat. No Democrats. A Democrat. Can't be a Democrat. A Democrat. That's easy. A Democrat. No Democrats. So no. <laughs> so this to me is just blatant political noise. Yeah, there's so much going on there. Um, that's just like doing an app that says, I have to have a Mormon. Right. I have to have a Mormon, you know, at the end, like. Which let's not joke ourselves. There are apps for that. There's apps for just Mormons. There's apps for just people of yeah. Islamic faith, Catholic faith. There are apps like that. So this is just one of those then. Like these are made for special, special people. Let them have it. Let them have their glory. <laughs> I agree. Let them have it. The thing that I think is insincere about it is you can be all those things that they are talking about that they want and not be a conservative. Yep. Or you can be all those things and not necessarily be a Democrat. Again, they're labeling. You There's so many different ideologies and political affiliations that you don't have to narrow it down to two. So my opinion is that this dating app was just created because we're a year away from an election year. It's just a way to kind of start a like. That's interesting. Chumming the waters for future voters by using a romantic angle and an angle of meeting new people and wanting to, I mean, we live in a state where the church uses this exact same kind of approach to gain new members. You 
are catfishing single men to thinking that they are going to meet a beautiful woman like on these ads if they follow a certain ideology. Yeah. So to kind of give you a little bit of background of me, I had been approached many times by missionaries trying to convert me because I was turned in to the church by a girl I was dating, a girl who told me that it's fine that you're not LDS. I love you for you. And then two or three months later, you have missionaries knocking on your door. This is the same tactic. That is so interesting. I mean, you said it. I mean, election year, this is pretty brilliant on their part, I guess. It's sad that it has to come down to that. Well, and here's the thing. I haven't done any research. I do not know if there is the counterpart to this for the opposite side of the political spectrum. Yeah. My guess is that there is. It's not as blatant and gaudy as this is. I'd say the left, they're a little bit more um, aggressive with the idea that, I mean, but, but look at it this way. There's so many more lifestyles that the left accepts as well as, you know, people who feel disenfranchised, whether it is politically, the way they identify in gender or sexuality, people that don't even want to identify as human. We have a place for people that just want to live where this is real bottleneck. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, this really, these people have tunnel vision and they have blinders on and they're looking for this perfect, perfect human. And, you know, 10 years divorced in Utah, you learn a lot and you learn that you're open. You're open to different things. You're open to things maybe you weren't open to five years ago. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. You know, these people were young, maybe actresses, actors, not, but um, the younger, like the younger generation, they really do have blinders on. They don't realize that you can have a good person right. that has all of those things. And if your political beliefs don't match up, it should not be a deal breaker. Especially, I mean, this is crazy. This app is absolutely ludicrous in my mind. Once you reach an age and you're like me, you're open. You're open to whatever comes your way. I mean, within reason, right? As we get older, it's sad because that stuff does become more important to more people. It really does. And, you know, I could easily date or marry a conservative woman as long as she is accepting of the values that I hold true. There might be a little bit more tension tension and resistance, especially when certain topics come up. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important where sometimes politics does play a big role in your relationship because I want a partner who I can feel completely open with. Sure. This is me. This is what I believe. If they have different opinions, that's fine. Yeah. I don't mind opinions as long as at the end of our debate, we can say, well, I disagree. I love you. Yes. Good night. I was just going to say that. Maturity. Sure. If it becomes more important to us as we grow older and we're at this age, great. You have to bring to the table maturity. Maturity has to come to the table when you have these conversations because of what you just said. You can marry someone completely opposite of your beliefs. You can't. I mean, don't take it personal. Why are you taking it personal? There's no reason for it. Right. They're not. It's not a personal attack to you. You just have different beliefs and you're right. You say, hey, that's the way you think. This is the way I think. I still love you. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. I love you. Like, and then it's bedtime. Like whatever. You move on with your life is what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a thing. Right. I like I'm in more inclined to 
throw a monopoly board off the table because I'm losing than I am to have a political argument with a loved one. Oh yes. 100%. You know, <laughs> that's, yep. Having a political argument with a loved one is very difficult because we are, like I said, submerged in this political quagmire right now where we have to say my way's right and your way's wrong. Just, you know, you can disagree. It is okay to disagree. We disagree, my fiance and I, about what we're feeding the baby, you know, all the time. That's yeah. important to me. To me, that's more important than who are you voting for? Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. But when you're young, it doesn't matter, right? It gets weird, though, when you start like reaching your 20s or mid 20s and you haven't really found a partner yet. And there is one thing that they did say that kind of resonated with me. I want a man who's not afraid to introduce me to his parents. Now, I've never been afraid of introducing partners to my parents because my parents were cool as shit. But I have dated those women or those girls when I was younger who maybe had very liberal thoughts like I do, but came from a very conservative family. And they dreaded that moment when I was going over to dinner at their house. And all of a sudden, the topic of politics would come up. It's very interesting because here you are dating someone who's completely different than their family. And now you're eating pork chops with mom as she's talking about storming the Capitol on January 6th. And you have to make this decision. Do I fit in with this family because I'm in love with this girl? Or am I going to spend the next 40 years listening to mom's pork chop politics? Yeah, that's interesting. There's a big decision there. Just know that since you're out of the dating pool, if you will, this happens now. Like present day with me, I have tattoos and sometimes it's a little bit intimidating knowing I'm going to meet the parents or having dinner with the parents like you just described. And they're very, very, very religious and they don't believe in this and that. And I'm covered in tattoos. That can be awkward. And I'm 41 years old and I should <laughs> not be feeling awkward in that situation. I am who I am. Um, accept me or not. Right. And usually, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm likable and parents usually love me regardless. But it does. It does. It is a topic. It can be very, very awkward. Um, hopefully, I mean, if you're dating someone that's good at talking to their parents, hopefully he's kind of, he or she has set them up a little bit like, Hey, so she doesn't believe in this or that, you know, I mean, it's communication. Yeah. Laying the groundwork is very important. Exactly. There is nothing more disrespectful to you as a potential partner than going in blind yes. to a family situation when you don't know political opinion, what you can or can't say swearing you know yeah. you and i are vulgar as fuck yeah and it's like is there gonna be wine there like, <laughs> right do i bring my own wine <laughs> no, like, no no alcohol here byob yeah but so this is another interesting thing so okay cupid which to me is like the Chuck E. cheese of dating apps essentially but they did have an interesting interesting analysis of political opinion among dating so okay cupid recently reported that more than three quarters of people said their romantic partner's political leanings are very important. In reporting its findings, OkCupid said, I voted has become the new I love you. Wow. Okay. So that, that's creepy. It is kind of creepy, but, you know, it makes sense because it seems now on every social media app, you have the option of putting a banner on your profile pic, whether it's a rainbow 
or I voted or a thin blue line. They give something for everybody. And like you were talking about with the dating apps, it kind of is a way to put your leanings out there without actually having to speak to somebody. So you have so many characters you can use on these profiles, just so you know, you're limited to characters. So if you're using your character number, your letters and punctuation with I voted, instead of giving me more information about who you are as a person and what you enjoy doing, I'm not connecting with you. It's not happening. Mm. That is a personal choice of yours. You think I want to know if you voted or not? I want to know what you like to do on the weekends when you're by yourself. And again, we are not professionals. I am not a sociologist. I am not an anthropologist, but I did find this interesting as well. So in this study that OkCupid did, they actually found a gender gap larger than revealed in the 2020 exit polls in the most current uh, exit polls for local and municipal votings. And that is that 73% of women reported that they leaned more liberal and democratic compared to 57% of men. Now, by contrast, the preliminary election exit polls found a 56 to 48% split. Now, Bumble did a similar study, and they found politics ranked ninth out of 50 factors that women considered when considering whom to date. It makes sense to me that women are going to lean more that direction because of all the different identifying things that people hold dear to them these days. Mm -hmm. A mother's love is almost always unquestionable and unfathomable. Absolutely. So now with all these gender identities Mm -hmm. or sexual identities, sexual preferences, all these kind of traditional boundaries have been brought down in our younger generations. Women are generally more accepting of that because that love is unconditional. That's exactly right. But we are still dealing with this weird masculinity of the 40s and 50s from the boomer generation that's kind of bled into the alpha generation where I don't want a weak son. I don't want a promiscuous daughter. It is a, it is a thing that naturally exists in men. I think it's a natural instinct that we are born with to ensure our bloodline. We still are yeah. animals. Yep. Now we've just attached that instinct to something political. Yes. But we don't have to because we are humans. We're a higher species. We've been able to put so many of our so-called natural instincts to bed that's only bettered our society. I I feel that that is just one of the things that will make the world a little bit better is stop attaching animalistic behaviors and instincts to an ideology. It's a very, very touchy subject. But like you said, women will always lean that other direction because of what you, their mothers, there's their kids might be LGBTQ, you know? Diana, what are you bringing to the world of profiles this week? Selfies. (gasps) Selfies. So let's talk about selfies. What am I doing wrong in my selfies? (laughs) I can tell you right now, I only photograph myself from the left side. (laughs) 
Well, we all have our good side and our bad side. <laughs> no, this is this is going to be a little deeper than the left side, right side. <laughs> um, gym selfies. Oh my god, I have never taken one of those. Gym selfie in the mirror. Like, come on. There are some girls that are going to love this. They love that gym selfie. Look yeah, at how yeah. ripped he is. You know, look how I'm 41 years old. I appreciate a good dad bod. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and sometimes it's intimidating to see someone ripped and like have this six pack, eight pack or whatever. I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. I think it's great. You live an active lifestyle, but there's other ways to tell me that you live an active lifestyle. I don't need to see it in a mirror in the gym. Bathroom selfies at your house. And these are, I mean, you could have your shirt on, off, whatever. It's the bathroom selfie. Your mirror's dirty. <laughs> clean, clean your fucking mirror. <laughs> this is what I look at. I look at every single detail. And there are a lot of women that are doing this. We are watching. We are paying attention. We can tell if you're spitting your toothpaste and your shit all over the mirror from your mirror selfie. I'm telling you, selfies can be really dangerous if you're not careful. Just be more, just be more classy with it. That's all. I mean, think of it as a glamour shot moment, right? Yeah. Set the stage, clean your mirror, make sure your towel's not dirty in the background. Yeah. Most importantly, make sure that you are not wearing a wedding ring. Yeah. Or there are women's undergarments scattered about the background of your selfie. Un undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> panties. Those are called panties. Um, wedding rings. Oh my goodness. I, how did I forget that? I found a few profiles of men that had selfies and they had their wedding ring on. And lo and behold, what do you think the first couple of lines said in their profile? They wrote separated, da 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 da, or newly single, da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, we know. Like, we see <laughs> your wedding ring. Like, you really don't have another photo that you could put on there. You chose one of when you were married. If it's a new beginning, then make it be a new beginning. Yeah, Go but, out in the backyard and take a photo of yourself. Take off your ring. How about that? Or if you have a ring on and you're still wearing it, you shouldn't be on a dating profile anyway or a dating app anyway. Yeah, but Diana, I look so good in that picture. My hair looks great. And that was 20 pounds ago. I'm just trying to give you the best version of me. That's exactly right. That's why it's a <laughs> red flag. You don't connect with those guys. Those are guys you don't connect with. It's a red flag. It just is. What other things in the selfie? There's one thing that you mentioned in the conversation and I've seen it with the gym thing. Like there is one pose or there is one particular place. Let's say hiking. You're a hiker. All your selfies are out in the woods. So I'm just seeing you in your hiking gear. Wouldn't you want to see me in a suit? Wouldn't you want to see me in casual wear? I mean, unless you are just out there to date an outdoorsy type guy, doesn't variety mean anything? Yes, absolutely. That's just as important as if all of your photos that you've posted are with a group of people and yours not just a photo of you, it's the same thing. Like we want to see you. This is your resume. If you're only looking for a hiker, it should say only seeking a hiker. And then there's five or six or seven or 10 photos of you out hiking. Great. That's fantastic. That works for you. But for someone that needs, like you said, a little bit of variety, I'd like to see what do you look like dressed up or what do you look like out in the yard? Or some people love their dogs a lot that they will only include one photo of themselves and the rest of their photos will be of their dog, which is really interesting to me. This isn't an ad for the shelter for the animal shelter. <laughs> you know, like let us see you. If you're in a photo with your dog, great. But if every single photo is you and your dog, 
and just your dog, it's a little bit suspicious. I say sus. My kids taught me that, by the way. Sus. <laughs> um, it's just weird. It's very, very weird. And it's a red flag for me, for sure. I don't, I wouldn't connect with those people. You know, I have a few other female friends who, when I was starting to get out there back 10 years ago and putting my profile on dating apps, I was such a newbie. I had no idea the right way to do it. And one of them gave me the advice is like, don't only have selfies. If you only do selfies, then they might get the perception that you don't have a social life, that you don't have friends, that you don't have that person who took a picture of you in a group or a social setting. And that can be a red flag. Sure. It definitely can. I have a lot of selfies um, for good reason. I don't love a ton of friends going out and I like updated pictures on my profile. And so I will get creative with the selfies I do. We have timers on our phones now. Um, it doesn't have to be your arm hanging out, like holding your phone. <laughs> or a stick. Or a stick. Yeah, a selfie stick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember what, what, those? what do you do if you if you see a <laughs> selfie stick on a profile? I don't know. I don't think I've seen one. I'm not sure I've seen a selfie stick for reals in a profile. We're moving up in the world, I think, a little bit. Maybe. With the timer. Maybe the timer's done it. I don't know. Maybe 10 years ago before I knew anything, I probably would have utilized the selfie stick a little too much. <laughs> yeah. So I will say this, though, about the social setting. Um, I will purposely not connect with guys if all of their, if they have a few photos of just themselves, that's awesome. So you can see them alone. But if they have a ton of pictures on there with a lot of people, a lot of mm. friends, you got... The singles at the lake, they're the lake goers on Sundays, I think. And I've seen them like six or eight boats tethered to each other across the, you know, where the boats are. And they're all just sitting there. There's like 20 or 30 people and they put that on their profile. For someone like myself, and I'm sure I'm speaking for probably about half of the women, there is an introvert side to me. Mm-hmm. And that type of setting is a little bit uncomfortable. I'm fine with that later on. Like when we're dating and things are going good and I'm around all your friends, that's great. But right at first, like out of the gates, I get it. You have a lot of friends. Just like settle down. I don't need to know that you're so popular with all these people. You know <laughs> what I mean? It just looks exhausting to me. It's it like, is, is that my weekend now? Every weekend this summer is you and your 40 friends it is. All peeing in the lake. It no. is exhausting. And I'm not 20. I'm not 30. Oh my God, I'm 41 years old. And I'm not I'm not old by any means. I don't want to come off as me sounding like I'm an old lady. Um, I enjoy going to the lake. I love that. It's fun to go to the lake when you have like a married couple you're with or a couple married couples and not just a bunch of single people. Right. And, you know. So we're back to our gurus. Now, I found this guy on TikTok, and I like his energy. I like his straightforwardness. I don't feel like he's selling me anything. Now, I'm going to play the clip for you, and I'm going to get your opinion before we even dive into this. But the topic of conversation is beware of men who rush into relationships. Who have things to hide and got time to wait. This is why they're constantly texting you. Hey, good morning, queen, grand rising queen. This is why, when can I see you again? You just saw him six hours ago. It's intentional. This person has lived his whole life understanding that by the time someone gets to know their true selves, they will be repelled. So what better way than to get you to accept who I am 
than for you to rush and do it. And here y'all be, oh, he applying pressure. I ain't never had a man in my life apply pressure this much. Girl, he already trying to go to the Bahamas. I only knew him four days. Red flag. I'm telling you, you guys got to understand that a lot of those things you think that are cute in the beginning are oftentimes to hide, deflect, and distract you from actual things they don't want you looking at. Okay, so I would say. I am like, you picked a good one. You picked a good one. I've had both. You know that. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to say I've that this is a 50-50 equation here. For me, yes. And it's a 50-50 equation for me too because I've seen both sides in both your relationships and mine. Yeah, but did some girl take you to Mexico after meeting her three or four days prior? No, I've had that shit happen. It wasn't the Bahamas like he said, but it was Mexico. I've been to Mexico with someone I hardly knew. So again, this is kind of like when we have to break down, I hate breaking this down, but it is a sociological factor. The alpha and the beta mentality, right? Yes. So this definitely comes more from like an alpha mentality Mm -hmm. where me, as I like to call myself a dominant beta... (laughs) Where where I can see this is, is because I knew what kind of world I was living in and how many people are on these dating apps where there are so many times if I made a connection with somebody, I'm smart enough to know that I'm not the only person they're talking to right off the bat. That's exactly right. So I may push and apply that pressure that he's just talking about because I really want to get in to the good favors before a better candidate comes along. And there's always a better candidate that comes along. Do you want to know the most beautiful thing about what you just said? You can literally say that to the person that you're into. All of it. You can have that sit down conversation like, hey, I like you. And I know that you have five dating apps on your phone and I have those too. And I would love to like see you more often. How are you feeling? Exactly. Like it's you, then you ask them like, how are you feeling? And if she's like, oh, I would like to date a little bit more, you know, and then you know that she's not ready to focus just on you. You don't have to be creepy about it. You don't have to be pressuring or pushing. You just, communication goes so far. It is unbelievable how much I have learned by learning how to use words, having the tools to use certain words and making sure you're very comfortable when you have this conversation. You're not timid. You're very secure with yourself. It's an easy conversation to have. Hey, I'm into you. I really like you. And even though I kind of like the the message, I like the information that's being given out, even though it is kind of ambiguous depending on, it's very, it's very directed to a certain yeah. group of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for the assumptions that this guru is making of, you know, the woman in question or the man in question. But it's a red flag is what you're saying. If they're if yeah, someone's I don't agree rushing. With that. Yeah, no, I don't agree. I don't agree with it being a red flag. Um, it can be. I'm going to tell I've had both ways. Right. I've had both ways. I had a situation where I took a very last minute trip with somebody and he was financially set and stable to be able to just last minute book a trip. Um, and I liked him. We hit it off. I like, you know, he was a little bit older than me, which was fine. But when we got home, that's when things got weird. I realized that he was an alcoholic and he loved cocaine and he just, things just got really weird, really fast. So I understand what he's saying. That was a red flag. I wouldn't have seen that red flag or I would have seen that red flag if I would have given it time to say, let's go to Mexico. Right. 
he rushed that, which is fine. It is what it is. It was a fun trip. We had fun. He's a great guy. Um, just not your guy. Just not my guy. He's for someone. Someone's for him, most definitely. And I've had it the other way too, where I um, have been in a situation where we have moved very slow. And because of the way society makes you think you need to do baby steps, right? ease into this, don't rush it. Well, guess what happened nine, 10, 11 months later, those red flags start popping up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're rushing in. It doesn't matter if you're taking your time. If you are consciously aware and awake, you will know. Women are very intuitive. So as we wrap up on this guy, I just have one last question for you. What do you think the most sincere form of communications are these days? Because I always do best one-on-one, either on the phone, audibly, in person, or on the phone. But I feel that there are some people who feel like they could be more sincere and more outgoing and, and exposing their emotions via text because they don't have to have a response right away. They can actually think about the words they want to use. They can think about the phrasing. They can think about the rhythm of the speech as someone reads their text. What do you think is more, I'm going to say, prevalent and accepted these days? I've had a little bit of everything. I believe truly that it is the most mature and more meaningful to have it in person. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are a lot of people, I'm one of them, that are really good with words. And I can write and text a lot easier, especially if it's a hard topic, a topic that I don't want to have in person. Right. It's a little bit of a cop-out is kind of what I call that. I would much rather talk on the phone to, if I mean, I'm talking about a big conversation, like a topic of conversation like you're saying. I'm right. not talking just like everyday stuff. A big, a big topic, you should have FaceTime on the phone or something where you are connecting. Um, I have been in deep conversations and text message. And when I start the message or when I end the message, I specifically say, I wrote this in a message for a reason. So you could go back and read it again. Mm. And that is huge because I do that. I do that today. I will go back and read messages that were sent to me and I'm quickly reminded whatever that conversation was. But I truly, truly believe that there's something for everyone. If there's going to be communication, don't avoid it because you can't get in person with them or you can't get on the phone. It still needs to happen. If that form of communication is text messaging, then do it if it's right for you, if it fits you. Now it's time for the MILF Worthy of the Week. Diana, what is the MILF Worthy of the Week? Well, this comes to you um, from our lovely Victoria's Secret. Ooh. I know. I just love, so I'm all about comfort. I love comfortable panties and bras. And I did find this one panty that I just love. It's It comes in like a booty short or a thong. And there's no seams. It's seamless and there's no panty lines. It's just perfect. I love it. And I know it's awkward. I shouldn't be having this conversation with you. <laughs> um, but yes, I that is very, very milk worthy. I have been used, I have been wearing these panties for a very long time and 
Sometimes it's inconvenient because it's at the mall. I hate mall shopping, but it's worth it. And that brings episode two to a close. I think we're getting better at this. Yeah, I mean, it's getting good. You're getting better at it, Antonio. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so everyone, thank you for listening to the Melfa Me podcast. Subscribe, rate, review the show, and just keep coming back. We got more great topics and episodes for you. Diana, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Antonio.